0: From KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 103.9 FM and AM 930, it is great to be with you, a real honor to be with you this Friday evening, where we are set to continue our reflection discussion on this eighth key of praying in thanksgiving to God. Again, if you are just joining us, if you have been away from Seeds of Truth for three or four months, we have been looking at how to better respond to that question, can you pray for me? with a series of uh, keys. And we are in the eighth key, praying in thanksgiving to God, the importance of praying in thanksgiving to God, praising God. Okay, so this is part two of praying in thanksgiving to God. And as we touched upon it last week, really to pray in thanksgiving to God is to what but express gratitude for the immensity of his revelation, natural and divine, by how but what does Hebrews 13 15 say? Continually offering up sacrifices of praise to God, that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. And we are called to pray this way, as First Thessalonians 5.18 and Ephesians 5.20 remind us uh, in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So the author to the letter to the Hebrews says that our praise of thanksgiving is unceasing, right? Continually is the word there, which implies what? But that our song unto the Lord just doesn't end with the liturgy. We were talking about the liturgy as the prayer of thanksgiving last week, but really rather becomes a way of life, huh? St. Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, always and for everything, Paul says, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. So here again we see St. Paul wants our Eucharistic praise of Thanksgiving to spill over into our everyday life as unceasing praise. Incessant praise, we could say, my friends, really enriches our perpetual courtship with God, our personal relationship with Jesus Christ, huh? So what does it mean to talk about praise? Well, we praise many people and things. Uh, Just this morning, I praised my son's grade school teacher for her creative math lesson, huh? (laughs) Over this past week, I have praised athletes, actors and actresses, musicians, my kids' grades, and so on. We praise all the time. We find it necessary to laud achievement, uh, extol the fruit of hard work, acclaim excellence, because we delight to praise what we enjoy. The praise not merely expressing, but completing the enjoyment, C.S. Lewis says. And he goes on to say, It is, that is praise, the appointed consummation of what we enjoy. So, we praise because we seek to fulfill our enjoyment. Now, we do not praise God to satisfy his egotistical longing. Uh, That's our drama, remember? (laughs) That's our ego drama. We praise God because our enjoyment of him would otherwise be incomplete. So, praise is about consummation. Praise is about completing. Praise is about bringing to fulfillment what is already inside of us that which we enjoy. So it is, as it relates to our praise of God, the soul that is filled with the Holy Spirit, we read in sacred scripture, is the soul that is intoxicated with the new wine, which is, in sacred scripture, the new joy of exaltation and praise. You see, my friends, in the life of active prayer, praise is the enjoyment of his presence and really we could say the simultaneous lifting of the whole of the interior life, our innermost self, if you will, to God in song and shouting. In the spiritual life, a sure sign the Holy Spirit dwells within you is the ease at which you thank God for his blessings with uninhibited shouts of praise and inspired song. It's the Holy Spirit that brings down the praise of heaven into our souls. Song, we could say, is the love language of heaven, huh? Now, here I suppose it should be said, <laughs> whether you think you have a good voice or a bad voice, God desires to hear your voice because he gave it to you. Praise, my friends, in song is a beautiful manifestation of the divine indwelling of the gift of the Holy Spirit that is inside of you and a lovely way, I dare say, to enter more deeply Into our appeal before God, our prayers of intercession. Here, one ought to hit the pause button and consider the figure of Satan, right? Uh, A fallen heavenly being we know from 2 Peter 2, 4 and Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 to 9. It is Saint Thomas Aquinas who posited Satan to belong to the choir of the cherubim because he had supreme knowledge but not supreme charity. Okay, so whatever class of angel he fell in, he belonged to what? A choir of angels, if not the head of the choir of angels. Satan is in the business, my friends, of parroting, hijacking, plagiarizing, and at once confusing matters of truth. After all, he is the father of all lies. And among the many things that Satan lampoons is what but music and song. Many popular artists today have not been shy to attribute their success to Satan. Uh, Here I'm thinking of uh, the figures uh, and or bands of Led Zeppelin and Ozzy Osbourne. I know Johann Faust famously credited his work to Satan. What am I getting at here? Well, as a member of the Choir of Angels, Satan understands tone quality. Satan understands pureness of sound. Satan understands, gets it, inflection, rhythm, tenor, and so on. As a master of what sounds quote-unquote heavenly, Satan has used, is currently using, and will continue to use what but music as an agent to draw souls away from God. And of course, we counter all of this with our own singing as we make melody unto the Lord, with our whole mind, heart, soul, and strength. How we praise can actually exercise demons, and I think that to be a very uh, important point in our reflection this evening. All right, that being said, I want to make three brief suggestions into how we might better praise God. And these suggestions are merely invitations that have brought many saints into the enchantment and praise of God. Even if you try one suggestion, that might be the start you need to bring you deeper into the delight of God. So, first, chant the divine office. The divine office, otherwise known as the Breviary or the liturgy of the hours, I know many of us are already familiar with this, is comprised of praying scriptures especially the psalms. Included in the divine office are canticles and readings from the church fathers or the spiritual masters. Really seen as an extension of the Eucharist, the divine office has always been an important prayer of the church. And as part of the church's ancient practice of praying the divine office, the psalms were what but always chanted. In their origin, many of the psalms were were liturgical hymns, right? So consequently, words that were intended to be sung. To chant the Psalms is to pray them as they ought to be prayed. And now it's interesting here, specific to our application of intercession, in the morning and evening prayer sections to the divine office, there is a time of intercessions. And alongside the prescribed intercessions, my friends, I believe would be an excellent time for us to hold up our petition, our intercession before God. And again, as you are inspired to do so, do so in song. It is a beautiful way of responding to the inquiry, can you pray for me? Second, we have the litany of the saints. This is a particular favorite praise devotional of mine. There is something intensely moving about calling upon the intercession of the saints in the form of a litany. Uh, One of my favorite parts of the rite of the ordination of priests is when the newly ordained priest lays prostrate on the church while the litany of the saints is being sung. There are fewer times in song I have felt closer to heaven than when singing the litany of the saints during the rite of ordination. I have made the earnest effort to include something like this in the Holcroft home. Uh, Each of my four children have a saint they call upon and in our nightly prayer, the whole craft family ends their prayer with a litany to, to our saints. Uh, as it stands right now, we sing to St. Peter Canisius, St. Catherine of Sweden, St. Isidore, uh, Blessed Miguel Pro, St. Bernadette, St. John Bosco. We say that name and then we sing, uh, Pray for us. Brothers and sisters, calling upon the saints in praise and song is another powerful way to intercede on behalf of your brother or sister in Christ. Here it might be helpful to ask your friend if they have a devotion to a saint. If they don't, pray with them and, and help them select one that fits their charism or need. Then include that saint into your litany and call upon that saint to pray for your friend. And remember here, this isn't non-biblical, right? It's Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, that reminds us there is a cloud, a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us. The saints. And they are cheering us on from the stands of heaven. Brothers and sisters, the saints have a favorable mediation in the one mediation of Christ. Okay. Third, praise God with your favorite Christian and Catholic songs. This can be done individually in your shower, house, car, or even on a walk at your local park. Yes, God desires praise anywhere and everywhere, even in your shower. Uh, I recently went for a walk along a Water Channel and witnessed a young woman singing a song, and I assure you she was praising God in song. I loved it. She was uh, witnessing to me. This can also be done within your community, at a house or a local parish. For those of you who are listening to this radio program, maybe you have experienced communal praise, in some instances called festivals of praise. You know what kind of impact this can have on your life and to the application of intercessory prayer, when you sing, mentally insert the petition into your heart and let your song be an offering of intercessory praise. Now, maybe you are that person who says, singing in praise is just not my thing. Give it a try and see what happens. (laughs) Let God surprise you. Collectively, my friends, these forms of praise encourage the soul to surrender to God which eventually leads to the interior praise where the heart is made to inaudibly sing to God. This is the aforementioned place of sacrifice of praise, right? There is a divine cycle to praise. What is quiet is eventually made audible, and what is audible is eventually made quiet, okay? Our praise reflects who we are in our anthropology body and soul, okay? All right. I'm looking up at the clock, and we are running out of time. I know as we have been working through these keys, each key has been broken up into two parts. I actually have more to say, because I want to talk about the virtue of gratitude. So I think our praying and thanksgiving to God, our praying and thanksgiving and praise to God is going to have a third part, and that's going to be a reflection on gratitude. So next week, when we come together, we're going to reflect on the importance Of practicing the virtue of gratitude and how that lifts up our praise, and how our praise might become a spontaneous outgrowth of living out the virtue of gratitude. Amen. Amen. All right, let us close with a word of of praise, right? Dear Heavenly Father, we do just give you a special thanks and praise for all that you are doing in our life. And as we go before you, we do ask also for an understanding into the ways in which you seek to reveal yourself to us that we might praise you better, praise you more, lifting uh, your name above every other name, that we do not slip into the idolatry of all these strange and false gods around us, but that we worship the one true God. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and never shall be, world without end. Amen.